Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foul Ball Productions. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Uh, we are waiting on one Jelanti Williamson. He will be here. Uh, my good buddy Vidge is, uh, he's running a little late. Had some work stuff he had to finish. He'll be here though. You can count on that. Count on Vigilante. Although I do have some bad, some sad news, guys. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, I won't be doing this show with Vig anymore, or or the cocktail lounge really at all, or any anything other than uh, my stuff because uh, I made it. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I did. I I made it. Uh, it's official. I am anointed uh, yesterday. I was on a stream with uh, the Critical Drinker. So here I am, guys. I'm a big star, and I have no time for anyone smaller. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm right at the top now, up there with the big YouTubers. Uh, <laughs> Robert's asked if I made it gay. Uh, no, no, I made it as a celebrity. I am now a bona fide celebrity. Uh, you can, uh, you know, thank you, you know, I mean, it was mostly me, my doing anyway, but I appreciate your guys' support along the way, uh, to me becoming a big deal, a big old deal. No, uh, I, I got to fucking stream with critical drinker yesterday for like 15, 20 minutes. It was nuts. Cause it was, uh, Tom's birthday yesterday. And so they had a little birthday stream that Latino Slant invited me into. And I get in the room and there's Critical Drinker. And I was like, holy shit. He's here. Oh my God. Like uh, this wave of anxiety just like washed over me. And I tried to, to pretend like I wasn't incredibly anxious and nervous, but I was. Oh my God. It's like, that's the guy. He was the guy who got me into all this stuff. He was my gateway into, into YouTubing and fandom and, there he is. And like, I can talk to him. Like that's too much power. I'm not ready for that. I can't handle that much access. Um, I don't think that they posted that stream. So if you didn't see it live, I don't think you can see it, but it did happen. The wake down was there. He knows. Um, and I, I think I got a laugh or two at a critical drinker. They might've been pity laughs, you know, like sometimes you do to make sure it's not awkward or uncomfortable when someone tries to be funny or charming. Uh, so they might've been, but I heard the noise. So I'm counting it. I'm chalking it up. I made the critical drinker laugh more than once. Sentient dildo says, uh, Matt is a fangirl. You're goddamn right. I am. I'll fangirl out for critical drinker. He's the man. He is the man. Uh, no, that was a pretty cool thing. And I was happy to do that for Tom. Tom is a uh, real gentleman, a man's man. And, uh, he's been on this channel many times. You can always you can catch him on the cocktail lounge very often. He's here a lot. And he is a good shit. And he just hangs. And uh, I was very happy, honored to go to that stream and show my love for such an influential, such an influential uh, YouTuber as Tom from Midnight's Edge after dark. So that was cool. That was wild. How you guys doing? This culture crime fighters. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hope that you guys are doing all right. Hope you guys are doing all right. Let's see who's here. The wake down's here. The wake down's here. Hey, buddy. Oh. That's Snorted Poopus. Hello, Snorted Poopus. Sentient Dildo is here. Great. That's that's terrific stuff. Very. <clears throat> it's good. That is. Yay. Thank you for the support. That's oh, good to see you, buddy. Darius Munchausen. Hail. How are you, sir? How are you? 
Uh, yes, Darius Munchausen, good point. Uh, I think it got made private because everybody accidentally docks themselves on Zoom. That's true. That's true. I think like I, the, someone talks, Jeff talks or something. I didn't know him, but apparently he's a pretty big YouTuber. Had his phone number on the screen. And not only was it on the screen when he was trying to fix it, it just isolated. And it was just his number was just on the screen. I was like, you, you could edit all this stuff out, though. You can do that all in the YouTube window. And I mean, come on. I want I want there to be a record that I was on the screen at the same time as Critical Drinker, man. Oh, geez. Um, APM. Hey, buddy. Good to see you, APM. He says, hair's looking cool, man. Oh, thanks. I mean, I was t- telling the guys the other day that I was buzzing my hair and then the buzzer broke. Uh, I'm stuck with this look now. Nothing I can do. Just got to get a new buzzer. So we'll see how it goes. No, it's actually, I, I did it myself. It's a little uneven. You can kind of see. It goes back in the back. I don't even know. I had to, like, film it with my phone and then, like, look at it and then, like, try to, with the buzzer. I don't have any friends. No one could help me out with that. No one could help me out with that. So, <laughs> uh, so thank you for the compliment, my friend. Hello, Keely Chow. Good to see you. Lovely to see you, Keely Chow. Hail, hail. Oh, God, just keeps flicking. Just keeps flicking. Man of War 665, Neighbor of the Beast. Hail, hello to you. Hello to you. Did I miss anybody? Oh, Matt317. Hail, what's going on? Robert Moobly. Hello, Robert Moobly. I love that name. That's funny. Wake Town's calling me a simp or someone a simp. <laughs> simp. I love that term. That's so funny. Ascension <laughs> Dildo sell out. Yeah, no, look, I'm big time now, okay? It's not selling out if you make it. It's not selling out if you make it. I hope I caught everybody else. I hope that I caught everybody else. Oh, they're a portal life form. Hey, buddy. Hello, hello. Um, Yeah, so thank you guys all for being here. It's the Culture Crime Fighters. I love doing this show. Vigilante will be here shortly, as I said. Kind of funny. I, I got a comment yesterday, last night, on a video, on a stream I did like nine, 10 months ago. But actually, by one year stream like one year youtube anniversary is coming up end of the month so we'll probably do something for that uh, but i got a comment on it and it was like the first season of expanse coverage and the guy uh the guy was just like hey really good stuff interesting take i was like oh thanks it was like the like one of the only com- it might, might have been the only comment on the entire video and i was like let me see how i was doing nine months ago let me go check out this video i kind of want to see it and i'm watching it and i'm like first of all i'm a lot of uhs and, uh, and stopping and going. I don't like to believe I improved from that because I was like, oh, I had to turn me off. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that one thing I said, I was asking everyone to like and subscribe. And I was like, I got them 12, count them 12 subscribers. So by the end of the night, let's make it 13. And I was like, oh my God, 12, 12. It's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So I'm so grateful for each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for watching and contributing. You guys are an amazing, amazing group of people. And I'm very lucky to have each and every one of you and know all of you. (laughs) It's like 12. And I was like, I was jazzed about that 12, man. I was because I was on like five or six for so long. I got 12. I was like, these numbers are moving, man. The people are watching. They're watching the content. (laughs) This is good. Hey, Lanthaparian. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for your comments uh, on on the uh, Army of the Dead review that I put out this morning. Really appreciate that, guys. Got a lot of really nice feedback from that. So thank you, everyone who said nice things and liked and watched. I really appreciate it. That was, I think that was the most fun I've ever had making a video. 
I was laughing. I was just laughing the whole time. And there were so many things that as I was doing the video, like I, I was like, oh, and that's even dumber. That makes even less sense. And I wanted to add in. I'm like, no, no, just keep with the original recording and just don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. I'll be working on this for the next year if I just keep trying to cover everything. You know, I'll be mauler. Uh, so, no, so I, uh, I, but thank you so much because I, I had a blast. I'm going to definitely do more of those because that was just too much fun. It was too much. He made it so easy. The dumb decisions this man made, I, it was mind numbing, utterly mind numbing. Yeah, Anthony Perry. And so, yeah, you have improved. Thank you very much. I hope, I hope so. I hope that in a year I made some progress. <laughs> you know, no one starts off uh, running. Gotta walk first. Sension Dildo says, thanks, Matt. If only we felt the same about you. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you got, you just, you had to do something. You, you got to put on something in the background. This guy. All right. This guy. Yeah. So I don't want to get into any stories without my partner in crime fighting here. Um, kind of want to, yeah, it's kind of, I'm kind of like, now I'm like holding pattern, holding pattern until Mr. L- Jelanti Williamson shows up. Hmm. 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 Batting in the comics. See if there's, oh, well, we can do this. We can read a super chat. Thank you so much. Man of war, six, six, five neighbor of the beast. My first super chatter ever. Met you in Vegas with your lovely new bride. Good to see you, sir. And thank you so much. He goes, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Got yourself a new lay with the drinker? Pepperidge Farb remembers. <laughs> hey, listen, I would fucking, I'd, I'd quit it all to be his fucking secretary. <laughs> just move to Scotland and just do whatever he asks. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But I that, that was a real fucking, that was a real treat. That was a real pleasure. Critical goddamn drinker, man. And he always seems so humble on streams. He always seems like such a mellow, balanced kind of guy. I love him. Big fan. Big fan. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, APM. Uh, Foulball Productions. Excellent review. Sa- saved me a lot of time. Gone off Snyder entirely. Yeah, I think so. Because I was... I really relished like making fun of that movie because I kind of got sucked in by the Snyder cut hype and was really excited that they were going to be that he was going to do uh, the geeks and gamers thing. Right. And he was going to do that charity stream with Uche and like Canal announced it. And it was like this big thing. And I was like, that is amazing. Like that is really showing some progress as far as like respect for the fans and Hollywood kind of becoming less of a megalith and a little bit more in touch with the people that they make content for. And then you, you guys all know how it went down. And I just got so enraged and lost so much respect for that guy. Uh, and then I watched the Snyder Cut, which I, I, I'm not going to walk it back. At the time, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I would, could watch it again, but I did enjoy it. But then after I watched Mahler's critique, I was like, God damn, man. This guy just dismantled this dude's life. Like he just took apart every single writing decision, creative decision that he made. And then also highlighted how Snyder would put up these advertising smoke screens, a lot of bait, a lot of fan bait to try to generate interest in his projects, but without any substance behind them, without any kind of like real honor and just 
horse shit, just complete horse shit. Um, uh, you know, marketing smokescreen nonsense. And I was like, this fucking guy, man, this fucking guy. So I had a bunch of Snyder stands, not a bunch, but a few like Snyder stands, like, uh, go on my trailer reaction for the army of the dead trailer. And they're like, what are you fucking like, you know, like all like miserable and like shitty, you know, kind of like comment bombing. And, uh, and I was like, these Snyder cut fans are so weird. These Snyder fans are so bizarre. So I was like, all right, let's, let's really check out this army of the dead. And I, I had no intention on reviewing it. I wasn't going to review it, but I'm watching it. And I'm literally, I'm screaming at the screen at how stupid it is. Like I'm yelling, I'm yelling these things that I put in the video. I'm just yelling them out loud. Cause it's like, it's so absurd and implausible. And what are you doing? So then I was like, I just have to start recording this. So I just like put on my phone and just recorded all that stuff. And then like, you know, wrote, like slapped it all together to, for a video, but Oh my God, it was a joy. It was a joy picking it apart. And it felt so correct. It felt so righteous and appropriate to just kind of pick apart this guy who, you know, attacked a really decent community, doing a good thing, doing a, a, a selfless, positive thing, raising money for a charity that he is particularly connected to, you know, uh, insults the fans and, and, you know, and then also kind of like misleads the audience and does sort of unscrupulous marketing things. It's like, yeah, no, this is a great target to take out. This guy, he had it coming. He had it coming and it was fun. It was real fun. I had a blast doing that shit. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate you guys supporting that endeavor because I had so much fun doing it. And I'm going to do it again. I uh, got some super stickers coming in. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I got a $1.99 super sticker for Poor Life Form. Thank you, buddy. The Poor Life Form's got a channel. Yes, he does. Go check him out. And it says, coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> Such a doodle. You're such a fucking prick. You're such a prick. Maccabee drinker's cup girl. <laughs> and I would drink her. If you're watching, I would definitely be your cup girl. I don't even know what that is, but I would do it for you, buddy. That's how much I respect your YouTube career. It's remarkable. And then a oh, Darius Munchausen said a $1.49 super sticker. Thank you so much, my friend. Very grateful for that. And it's popcorn. Delicious, delicious popcorn. What goes better with a movie? Am I right, guys? Am I right? Ascension <laughs> dildo. You don't get it, man. You don't get it. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what all the Snyder fans think. Maybe I I was watching this thing where uh, uh, it was the guy from Pitch Meeting. I always forget his name, like Chris George or something like that. I really like his videos. I think he does good stuff. But he was saying he, he's done this a few times with certain media, uh, like certain movies or TV shows where I guess they the creators do do this thing. Somehow they prey on the audience's ego and they make them feel smart. I'm not, I'm not I don't know how you do that in the media, but they do that. And sometimes I think that create that can create a real toxic fan base. Like at least that's what this guy's theory was. Cause then it's like, then they, they protect this thing because it's almost like they get a sense of pride associated with the show, right? Like, you know, this show makes me feel good about myself. So if you're attacking it, you're attacking me. And I wonder if there's like a little bit of that with the Snyder stands, like why they're so just in love with this guy who, you know, I mean, pretty much makes some mediocre products. I mean, Pretty stupid stuff. Like, yeah, it's visually cool. 
Uh, and I said that in my review. I pointed out this, he does visually cool stuff. I'm not going to lie. It's not visually cool, but it's, you know, strapped together with duct tape and string. It's their, ter- their most inelegant, clunky, terribly written, uh, you know, piles of garbage. And, and he just gets this praise like he's this unsung hero, this genius that doesn't get the respect he deserves. It's like, where does that come from? Where do these guys get like all this passion for this very mediocre director? And I wonder if it's that kind of thing. I wonder if he like throws stuff in there that kind of makes them feel like, oh, we're in this together. I don't know. I don't know where they get where they get that, but I am happy to take aim and blow his shit out of the sky because it was fucking fun and so deserved. And all those Snyder fans can suck it. They can suck it. Um, Sentient Dildo says, I'm a hipster, though. Me? I'm not a hipster, my friend. I'm a punk rocker, and I have been my whole life. And so so are you. Hipster. No, man. Hipsters like hipsters tastes are vanity. You know, hipsters like they they like the things that make them look a certain way, that make them look cool or make them seem smart. You know, that's what a hipster likes. A punk. A punk likes the things that are like righteous, that cut through the bullshit harsh. You know what I mean? Bam, punk rock. That's the difference. That's the difference, man. It's the it's it's what's it's what bam. Uh, and you guys are you guys are in for a treat. Get ready for this. Like, just get excited because the man himself has arrived. Yeah, that's vigilante Workinson. Sorry, sorry. Uh, work. This is my last week in my current job, and it's and I'm paying for it. Um, but yeah, vigilante wins here on another. What is it, the fifteenth? We made it fifteen episodes. Woo! Holy shit! Fifteenth episode of the Culture Crime Fires. I'm a little late, but I, I did make it. A little late, but you've arrived, and that's all that matters, my good man. Yeah, and I uh, got a pretty healthy chat going on. Cool. Thank cool, you guys cool. for being here. Uh, some new faces. Jay Banks. What up, bro? Hell. Hell. Uh, Eric K is in the chat. What's up, my friend? Eric K, the mighty wrench. Hello, brother. Hello. Real wrench king. <laughs> and uh, Captain Hipster Spock. That's great. Hey. That's, appreciate, uh, I appreciate Hipster Spock. But that's... Um, isn't this... Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right on, right on. Well, how's it going, brother? It's going, it's going. Been pretty busy, and again, yeah. I apologize for being late, everybody. I hate, uh, I, I really hate disappointing you guys. This is like one of my highlights of the week, so it's like sucks. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Go ahead. Cool. No, I was just reading in the chat. Darius Munchausen said, "I don't think Matt liked my joke. I don't know what joke you're talking about. I don't see anything. I don't see any jokes coming up in the bat in the chat. I just want to let you know." Oh, <laughs> Captain Hipster Spock. I get it. We have to stop watching uh, Foul Ball Productions now that he's oh, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, told, I told them that I made it. Yeah. I'm you didn't make it. Now. I made you, it. Uh, yeah. You were on uh, uh, Tom's birthday stream. You were streaming with uh, the drinker and a bunch of other people. You were uh, doing big yeah. things, man. So I got to uh, I gotta leave all this small time stuff behind. You know what I yeah. mean? Got to grow. Yeah. Got to evolve. Pretty yeah, butterfly. Talk to now. Your, your agent and shit just to get on. It was crazy. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Now there's all these barriers between me. I got, I got Hollywood <laughs> real yeah. fast. Yeah, man. 
Well, yeah. Oh, Zach Seven, Savage Army of the Dead review. Thank you very much, it my was. friend. Thanks. Brother. It was pretty good. It was pretty it was good. Pretty fun. That was a fun time of doing that video. Fun ass time. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? I see you're playing Tetris at night. It's pretty fun. Yeah. 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 I just like I said, the the YouTube algorithmic guy somehow brought classic Tetris championship, like this competitive champ Tetris, to my life. And now I, I've been playing that. And, and brightest day is right. My channel growth is going to completely stall <laughs> because there's no one on earth who's going to grow. Like that's not going to build anybody else. And no one, no one's coming for the Tetris. But it's just been a fun thing to do at night. Like oh, I might go stream. I like that. That's cool. I've I've been meaning to pick up my um. I have cat hair like all over my face. It's so enraging. Um, I've been meaning to pick up my uh uh Castlevania episode streams but i've been so busy and i i didn't i haven't done two weeks i haven't done mf for mondays because i've been like now having like a full-time job <laughs> and yeah. then like being a full-time streamer is kind of a lot so I, i've had to make some sacrifices but uh, i do want to get back to doing those little just those little pickup streams little half hour 45 minutes just yeah. a little fun you know no big deal i mean I, I mean to get back into that but um but yeah, I mean, this is culture crime fighter. So should we fight some culture crime? Uh, yeah. Uh, anth- first, I got Anthropian saying cat hair equals pussy pubes. <laughs> pussy pubes. Yeah, I wish I was... that that was the case, but it's not. It's just white, fluffy cat hair, and I brushed him before, and now it's like I didn't realize I'm covered in it, and it's just oh. like it's all on my face. I'm just trying to not like while I'm talking, I'm trying to get the get it out of my eye. <laughs> <So> annoying. <laughs> Fucking cats. Um. Yeah. All right. So should we, should we, uh, I mean, actually, I think right now I actually think I'd like to first praise and award and commend a culture uh, hero. Yeah. 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 Let's start with that. All right. Um, I'm going to use this article. I don't know. I was just about to give a disclaimer. You know what? I don't care what you guys think, what source of media I use. <laughs> I was about to be like, so sure you know, guys, I'm not a concern. I don't care. I don't care. Think whatever you want. Um, <laughs> not so concerned as far as i'm concerned yeah, as far as i'm concerned um so chris pratt dude fucking based ass chris pratt doesn't give a shit and goes yeah. out there and says now the one thing I, I i imagine they're going to explore this in the article but what i keep the what the the post i kept hearing from like different videos and different articles was a very heartfelt sincere based but not like what this um this headline is is uh you know suggesting bitch and moan about america i, I don't know i didn't find and see that anywhere yeah huh well, let's so, see yeah. what the article says yeah yeah, yeah. sweet article and okay. i mean to be fair daily wire obviously you know you're about to do your conservative disclaimer they do have a more hardcore yeah. conservative mm-hmm. uh slant so yeah to the point where it gets utterly exhausting i mean yeah. it's like i can listen to shapiro on rogan and that's i think that's about it <laughs> yeah 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 i'm, I'm like, similar oh, right then jesus um all right Actor Chris Pratt honored fallen military men and women on Memorial Day with a moving Instagram post that captioned photos of family members and fellow service members grieving those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for freedom. Pratt accompanied the photos with a lengthy caption telling followers to please show support for our fallen and ask people not to bitch and moan about America in the comments section. Ah, okay. Adding, never forget 
your right to free expression is paid in blood. Oh, what, what do you think about that, my friend? I, uh, I think it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I do like it. I mean, because it, it's become like I'm not a diehard, like, get the flag tattooed across my face, patriot type guy, but we are. This is our country. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's gotten is the the concept of just being critical of things about America has gotten way into the spectrum of being like if you like America there's something wrong with you you know what I mean totally so I I, I appreciate somebody finally just saying hey you know I, I love that comment of your right to free expression is paid for in blood it's like yeah it, it kind of is you know what I, I mean, mean? Yeah. it very much is. As as much as we talk about the free freedom of speech, is, you know, freedom of speech relative to YouTube and all these different things, no one's going to kick in our door and like kidnap us for anything we say. And that happens in one major country that shall be unnamed. Happens in a lot of countries. It happens in a lot of countries. Yeah, you're right. It, it happened recently in in like Europe, right? Like Eastern Europe was that Belarus or whatever, where that journalist mm-hmm. where they, they they grounded that plane. And like uh, you know, imprison that guy who was oh, like wow, a journalist. Like, yeah, it was pretty a pretty good. I vaguely heard, but I didn't look into it. I mean, yeah, obviously, neither did I. My my details yeah. are pretty fuzzy. I feel like I feel like uh, Ascension would know, um, but it was uh, yeah, no, it's it happens all the time. What was that like last year or two years ago? There was that Saudi journalist who got tortured to death. Yep. Yeah, he got his head uh, chopped off. Yeah, and I then, mean, ironically, WWE went right afterwards and almost didn't make it back. Yeah. Yeah, you were telling me about these. You had a buddy there or something like that. Oh no, was that well, you or that was um that was I think Jed, Jed right? had a buddy. Jed, Jed had a buddy. Yeah, Jed had a buddy. But, yeah, uh, Central Dillo says yeah, Belarus is a dictatorship. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, say what you will about the 20th century uh, and, and you know America's involvement in all these different you know little uh, what do they call those those little wars? Those little uh, they call they have a name for that. But uh, anyway, proxy wars. Yeah, proxy wars exactly. Um, you know, if you look at Western Europe and the countries that were taken over by communism under communist rule, there was hell. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of countries are have made their way back out of it. You know, who they're kind of they're you know having a good some of them are having a renaissance. But, you know, that could have been, you know, who knows all of Europe. You know, what I mean, or, or even, even no matter like what, it's just the fact if you're under that kind of a dictatorship, yet you can't criticize the government you can't say things against the collective you you will yeah. face, you know who oh, all kinds of repercussions and in this country you know there's definitely a, a contingents and people that want to silence free speech but we do have it it's still constitutionally protected yeah it is and we we still have the ability to use it mm-hmm. like no matter what and now I'm, I'm thinking back to that one uh, MF we had where uh, Ace uh, was arguing. Now I'm about to kind of argue parts of his point mm-hmm. um, where it's like, hey, you still have the, the right to say whatever you need like need to say. Even with the internet censorship, there are ways around it. Now where you get a voice is are these companies actually they're independent companies and there's there's other arguments to be made. But that core of you can you can still uh, speak you the f- other freedoms you know what I mean? We didn't have to get drafted into an army before we started our lives. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like they, yes, they have a draft, or they had a, have. This country has had drafts, um, and I do agree with. It. Sorry, I was rambling, but Snow the Poopus's comment is, is very true. Um, oh no, it's not a, no, no. I, think, but, I was just highlighting the comment because it was just a good point. Yeah, it is uh, a good point. 
But there's a lot of things like we don't have, and maybe we should have like a required military service. We don't have a lot of things that allow for freedom, allow for an 18 year old to be a streamer instead of having to like get a gun and learn about, you know, go out. I mean, just imagine if Trump really was the fascist dictator that they all said that he was like, you know, how many people he would have had murdered because of the amount, the unbelievable amount of criticism and like, you know, absolutely unflattering depictions and even what was that uh Catherine griffin with like the decapitated head and effigy yeah that was creepy as shit you know oh yeah that was nuts that was so deranged but she did it and like yeah the, the secret service came and see her saw her but like she didn't go to jail no. she didn't get disappeared a billionaire in in you know uh john cena's favorite country uh was just disappeared he just yeah. disappeared for months when he started criticizing the government too loudly they it, what that guy I think he came back, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Maybe that's him. I thought he came back with like a few more bruises and a much better attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, I think he disappeared. Jack Ma? Is that the guy? Jack Ma. It says, uh, BBC says he disappeared for three months. So I think he came back. Yeah, first public appearance in months. So yeah, he he did eventually... They did eventually let him <laughs> come back. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure he had Jesus to say a Christ. lot of the right things. I know, right? A billionaire in China can get disappeared and torture for three months if he talks off. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can just talk shit in the comments and whatever. And we really do take that shit for granted. We, we really, really do. do. And the people who do it the most are the ones you know, are the ones who, you know, want to change all these things. And they do. And they basically, I mean, as annoying as they are. And as as misguided I feel as they are, they are they're essentially doing it through speech for the most part. You know, yeah. there's BLM protests and Antifa stuff, but they do it all through speech on Twitter. Yeah. And if that right was taken away from them, you know what I mean? Like then they they couldn't enact their, you know, change, which I guess when we when you look at it like from that angle, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe we should get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but no, well, yeah, but it, well, you, they should value it as much as anybody. They absolutely should. And what they don't realize is if they're successful, they lose it. Like they won't have the right, right. to criticize a president. Like they've been able to criticize a president for four years. You don't get that right in a, a totalitarian regime. You're not going to be able to criticize the president rather than not you like him. It's you couldn't not even work. criticize the regime. You couldn't even criticize the government. Like not even using that person's name. You, you couldn't get away with that. No, no. I mean, the, the, you know, Che Guevara started like just executing dissenters. In in Cuba, like oh, but he's he's a legend, don't you know? Where put his put his face in your shirt, show you're revolutionary. Yeah, show show how compassionate you are. (laughs) (laughs) Show how much, uh, show how much you're against uh LGBTQ uh, bashing and you're you know pro them. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. Wear wear your Che your Che shirt (laughs) for Pride Month. For Pride Month, your Pride (laughs) color. I know they exist. I know there's Pride color Che shirts. (laughs) I bet there is. That's awesome. That would be really funny. That would fuck with people's heads. Well, I saw fucking uh, what the hell was it? I can't remember whose video. It could have been Jay Longbone. Could have been like Mister Obvious. Some video I saw where they had like this gay Muslim transgender, and I'm like, you don't know what you're doing, do you? And they- <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh oh, yeah. Robert Mobley there- says, "Leave Che out of this." Uh, I, I'm not trying to get whacked. There are, dude, there are Che Guevara LBG, LGBT pride unity uh, t-shirts on Amazon. Yeah, I know it existed. 
I knew they existed. I knew what I know. It's like, I know they exist. Oh, that rules. That what the depth of that irony. Yeah. That's terrific stuff. Terrific stuff. Well, uh, yeah. So I, as far as the Chris Pratt thing, I oh, think yeah. it's a punk rock move to say this and put this out there because there's, I've never heard anyone who's on like the, whatever the regressive left, you know, like that whole, whatever the Hollywood left, um, champagne. Liberals. Yeah. Yeah. The Mercedes Marxists. Like I've <laughs> never, I've, no one would ever say anything like this. So no matter where he lands politically, the fact that he would just, uh, you know, go against the group is yeah. I think really badass. And then like, for like a kind of, you know, a righteous cause, like that's dope. It is dope. And again, it's dope to whatever you feel about the country, whatever you feel about how a lot of the military have been used throughout the uh, years, it's dope to support the veterans and support the people who do serve our country. So they do serve our country. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, you can get into all the different, and it is a complex conversation. And the military has definitely so. been used as, you know, like the mafia for sure. I mean, there's lots of different, you know, the confessions of an economic hitman and lots of stuff that, like, I have big issues with. But I, I, I don't have big issues with like our actions in, in you know World War II and a lot of the things that you know have maintained this country's freedom. You know, even going far back, I mean, the Civil War, you know, yeah. fucking Revolutionary War. Like it, it, it is worth. It's a very important thing to remember that you know this is love it or hate it that we are propped up by our military. That's what keeps yeah. us keeps us safe and keeps this country going. All you know, mistakes aside, if we didn't have it. We don't have the country. Yeah, even to this day, I, I I don't know if I've talked about it, but my brother he he was in the navy for he you know he served he's out, and where he was stationed was in um like Asia, Southeast Asia, and I'm like, it took me to like last year to realize, oh like, dude, you on that boat literally did protect our freedom because you were there in case China popped off. Like that's right. why you were on that boat and that boat was there and there were other boats there in that area, just in case. And apparently, you know. Little stuff, little not skirmishes, but little dick waving contests happen all the damn time. Um, so like I'm like, wow, I didn't really connect. Like, there's a reason you're there, and it does actually impact our freedom because if you weren't, maybe they would be a little bit more bully happy over there. They already, you know, did what they did in Hong Kong and etc. But like, still, just it you you don't really think about it because you just take it for granted, and uh, it should not be taken for granted. And that's the thing I think is the point here. And like, that's, you know, that's what those holidays really are supposed to do is to take a moment to genuinely reflect on the significance of the contributions and the fact that, you know, people didn't come back from whether they, you know, whether the conflict was valid or your imperialism, blah, blah, blah. They went in service of the country and they didn't come back. And I don't care. That's to me, that's worth remembering. That's worth respecting. And you, you, you know, day to day, you don't think about it, but that's why these holidays exist. That's why you need, that's why they, that's why they're here so that you can take the moment to, to think about it, to reflect on it. Yeah. It's not just a long weekend. It's something to actually memorialize. Yeah. And I like, I like Godzillionaire's uh, uh, chat here. Veterans that gave the ultimate sacrifice. You guys get a day, belong to the alphabet community. You got a whole month. Basically. Yeah. Pride month. And the alphabet community now includes like white girls who make out with chicks in bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's oh, not. Shit. That's not like a, a marginalized group. 
Yes, they are. I guess they're they marginalized are. by the toxic masculinity of the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all those toxic patriarchal men who hate watching two girls make out. <laughs> yeah. And want it stopped. They can't handle these 23-year-old <laughs> girls making out in bars. Uh, what is the country coming to? Yeah, I always hear that. I always hear that. <laughs> um, all right. I didn't see if there's anything more in this article worth reading. Um, America's exceptional armed forces have altered the course of the world for the better. From the Union Army defeating slave-owning Confederates to the greatest generation and her allies vanquishing the Yahtzees and our special opera operators hunting down the perpetrators of 9-11. Good fucking point. Yeah. I mean, you know, assuming all that was on the up and up, which who knows anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, he continued. We count the names of each fallen soldier lest they be countless. They're, they are the good guys. They run to the sound of gunfire. They know pain and suffering. We never will. They have given us the most free and decent society uh, planet Earth has ever seen. We run, the, we run the risk of losing that decency when we fail to instill gratitude in the minds of our youth or the perspective of what it actually means to be free. Should they never learn of the selfless sacrifice of our armed service members in the face of oppressive evil? So join me in showing the support of our, for our fallen. Take a quiet moment to really consider the sacrifice. Mm. that's fucking extraordinarily well put yeah it is it absolutely is and um it, it's it, one thing is is a shame that to a significant portion of the country not as significant as is represented to be fair but a significant portion of the country statement like that is 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 wrong and it's, it can be thought of as a bad thing or he's a colonizer or what you say, imperialist or whatever. Mm -hmm. and it's like, man, I'm not, I'm not saying you need to be this diehard patriot, but like, how can you like accept hating the country that you're in? I, I don't get that. It's really, it's, I think it's a, a, a credit to how effective the anti-American uh, propaganda has, has uh, been how good it is that they've actually managed to have their own citizens I identify like an American flag with like a being that being bad. That's, that's a symbol of white supremacy. The yeah, fucking like, Captain like America's shield has a complicated past now. That's how good their propaganda has been. That's how effective it is. They managed to turn their own citizens against their own country. It's like, damn, they really did that. They really nailed it. Way to go, whomever. Fucking commies. Like, yeah, I got to give credit where credit's due. You sure, uh, you sure swindled all these fools. Yeah, you um, did. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. But I think like the second you realize that, you're like, oh, that's what this all is. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, almost caught me. That's honestly been the kind of uh, vindicating part about this community: the fact that all those dots can be connected. Yeah, God bless America. Why not? God bless America, indeed. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. I think that's right. That that was. You know, that, that's that's why we've talked about it before, but that is like why people are like, why do you care so much about Star Wars? Why are you just going to go on endlessly debate about it? Because at the end of the day, that this there is something greater behind it. Yeah. I mean, what they what happened in geek culture and, and I don't care what anyone says. Maybe I'm paranoid. I know I can see things where I haven't seen. Uh, they aren't there sometimes, but it was definitely a microcosm and a testing ground for what they did with massive culture. Hundred percent. It's the front line. Yeah, it's the front line in the culture war because it's it's tearing down what came before it. 
It's destroying the archetypes. It's destroying uh, it, the, the country's sense of its own history and its own identity and mm-hmm. its pride in its heroes and, and, you know, laying waste to them and replacing them with others. You know, it's like you can't, according to their ideology, you can't, there is no white male that can be properly praised because he always has privilege. But so many important and and very good impactful figures in this country have been white men, but you, you get rid of that. And then you get rid of the, the positive uh, qualities of the country that are worth preserving. It's very effective. You know, the question I would like to ask any, anyone with this like super heavy critical theory, it's not just critical, it's just critical theory in general. So, okay. You've identified uh, the oppressors. So in a hundred years, let's say you did what you wanted to do. You had carte blanche, you, you crazy commie, you, and you did what you wanted to do. In a hundred years, is that group still the oppressor? And if so, how? It's because there is no, you're not going to get a logical answer out of this. Because there's no end game. Right. It's just, you know, anger for anger's sake. And power dynamics change depending on where you go. If I go to the ghetto and it's Mm -hmm. a black ghetto, Mm -hmm. I am, I have no power. I am not in, I mean, maybe I guess you could argue that. It's got to be the ghetto. File ball. No, I'm just joking. I I guess I was just trying to, you know, use a very vivid example of, uh, of what, you know, a situation where I would stand out and uh, there is a, a very strong power uh, dynamic that's not in my favor. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that the Wokies would say, well, no, the cops will still protect you because you're white, you know, but uh, it's I, like it shifts. It shifts from situation to situation. Like, mm-hmm. You know, and also just because Bezos owns Amazon doesn't mean I have more money. We don't. Yeah. We are not a collective. I don't share in the wealth of other white people. It's a. That's been the most fascinating thing. This whole thing is an all tall people wear red scenario. Like, you know, Mike is tall. Mike wears red. All tall people wear red. That is yeah. the link. That is the logic between the, the white privilege. There are there are, there are rich white men. Such such as a white man. Therefore, all white men are rich. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because I think it's kind of like that thing that rep like the representation matters, you know, because it's like, you know, whatever X marginalized community uh, feels validated when they see their X marginalized community represented in media. Well, they I think the projection is that white people feel the same way that when they see, you know, uh, Tom Cruise or Meryl Streep, it's like, yeah, one for the good guys. And it's like, I don't see it that way. I can't speak for all white people, but I generally don't hear most white Americans being like, yeah, one for us. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that that's how they, we, I don't think that's how most people see it, but that's how it's projected out to the world. So it's like, you has to, it can't be that because then we're getting a win for these white supremacists who want, who are obsessed with seeing themselves in media. And it's like, you're the ones obsessed with it. No, we're not obsessed with it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was looking at the comments. Uh, Eric K talking about Mike plays basketball. Mike is the best basketball player. All Mike's are great basketball players. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it's a Michael Jordan reference. Is that um, an argument? Is that a like an argument fallacy? I, uh, there's a word for that type of fallacy. I can't think of it. I'm sure someone in the chat will get it. But there's argument, a phrase for that type of fallacy. That, argument yeah. fallacies are the best. Like it's once you understand, like oh, like that's like almost all what this propaganda is. It's almost all fallacies. It's like once you get yeah. there, like, oh, none of this carries any weight. But the thing is. 
they like the people who believe it were indoctrinated and like literally re-educated. They went through this whole shitty yeah. indoctrination camp called we call it the public schools, and then they go to these stupid ass colleges and they get into fucking debt and they they get taught this is the right way, this is the right way, this is the right way. And it, like it and so now they, they have to believe whatever the hell they believe. Regardless yeah, they, of how right been, it is. And it's really effective. It's something that carries uh, Smith from from uh you know what real quick, I gotta stop because I just want to acknowledge that I got two super stickers from the Islington oh, yeah. girl. Thank you so much, the Islington girl. Lovely to see you as always. Female representation. Yeah. Representation <laughs> matters, in, matters in the chat. Uh she sent me one for $1.99 and one for 99 cents. And the one, the first one says, thanks for the purple heart. You're welcome for whatever. Whatever Thank you're you, thanking me for, you are very welcome. And then a uh <laughs> an emoji drooling emoji face going, Duh. okay. <laughs> So thank Sorry. you so much, the Islington girl. Much appreciated. Um, no, but Carrie Smith from Unsafe Space says what they do really well is appeal to emotion. And when you appeal to emotion, it gets wrapped up in your in your heart and your feelings. And then if you can also make that personal, like with identity politics, then it becomes wrapped up with your identity. So you won't logically approach these conversations ever again. It'll all just be a personal attack for the rest of your life. So you're like an indoctrinated super soldier for the woke army. So here's the thing about that. The reason that is not true, funnily, well, not completely true. It, it would be if not for the woke talking points themselves being inherently discriminatory towards whatever group they're supposed to support. That's why you have black mom saying, hey, you're not going to teach my kid critical race theory. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like otherwise, you're, you're that is the plan for it to work. The mechanism why I think it will ultimately fail, at least I hope so, is because of that. Because it's like, okay, people will go, you know, it might be a mom who has a BLM sticker on her, her minivan, but as soon as she actually hears the talking point as, as it is and realizes, wait, this is detrimental, I'm not going to, you know, I have something to say about it. Well, there's a lot of that going on. Like there was, I was listening to Metzger talk about it. He had the comedian Godfrey on his podcast, and they oh, were talking I about love Godfrey. He's fucking yeah. Crazy. I mean, he's funny, but he's pretty woke. And like, uh, yeah. I mean, can he? Well, I'll tell you why. I'll, I mean, I don't know if he's woke, yeah. but I mean, he said some shit where I was like, ugh. He says that thing where he's like, oh yeah, I can't be racist. I wish I could. Like he believes that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, he had he had uh, Godfrey on his show, and he was saying uh, talk about the book White Fragility, and Godfrey's a great book. And he's like, Whoa. really? Like, and he's like, let's hear what. And he's like, it immediately became clear he hadn't read it. You know, it's mm. like, I think that happens a lot of times with people who are like woke. And like, I, just, I mean, it happens with political, but I, I'm just going to talk about the left right now. But it's like where, where they project their most pure ideals onto this whole movement. I don't think, yes. I think a lot of, you, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they don't even they, know what's going on. Right. Like they imagine like, you know, themselves and their family members and their friends and good people that they know being helped out and put into a better situation. And that's yeah. what they ascribe to things like woke fragility or or white fragility, woke fragility, uh, white fragility. That's actually that's a good name for a podcast. Woke fragility. Woke fragility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, someone could go ahead and steal that. Um but like, you know, that kind of like, uh, you know, and, and then that's what they kind of see in that because it's it's so internal. It's so personal that they're mm -hmm. not really logically listening to the arguments. They're just like, 
I see a lot of like, uh, you know, whatever badness in my community. And this mm -hmm. is what will fix it. But they yeah. don't, they haven't really thought about it at all. So they're projecting this positivity onto it where it doesn't really belong. Yeah. Thank God I, I came across Thomas. So because I only did, it was only last year. Somehow that another, uh, thanks for the algorithmic guys and Darius Munchausen, uh, Described a fallacy I, I was called it's called an association fallacy. Association uh, fallacy. Because they associate good. one thing and then they associate another thing that's not directly related because it was associated to something else. So then they get that fallacy. But like uh the reason I'm I'm glad I, I got time so because he, he focuses on results and he focuses on what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And he focuses on like like how how do you get like he 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 doesn't accept fallacies just on their, their face value because they sound nice. And he talks about why, why, why you can't just do things for sounding nice. And, and I think the majority of the support that something like Black Lives Matter has is because it's named Black Lives Matter. And uh, well, I, yes. There's so few people who, like, if you said if you're not against BLM, they're like, huh? Because they don't, they have done so little research into it. And all they know is Black Lives Matter is for black people, therefore it's good. That's it. That's all they know. And it's the problem is it's everything is so fucking collectivist that like people are at odds with their own internal monologues because logic will start to creep in there, but then it like they have to like silence it for like the collective good. But the collective good is black people, Latino people, Asian people, indigenous people, women, LGBT, like they're all in it together. And it's like, there's no way all these communities have the exact same values, goals, and needs, but the narrative has been sold so well that it's like, yeah, if you know, a win for them is a win for you. And like, yeah. you, like my buddy, like who, who I'm not friends with anymore, but he, he was a black dude who was, he got really woke when he started dating this girl. Like he was always kind of woke, but boy, he got, he went hard and it's impossible to hang out with him. He just can't get away to stop being friends. Um, but he, yeah. he would, I could every once in a while, I'd hear him say some sort of like, you know, like anti-feminist shit, you know, cause his girlfriend was such a feminist. I'd be like, ah, I fucking, I knew it was there. There's something <laughs> there. And he, he would like shut it down because like she and their ideology has got feminism and black power in the same conversation. And it's like, oh, man. these are not, these are conflicting things. They're conflicting That's, goals. Yeah. Feminism fucking destroyed the black community. Destroyed. Yeah. It's a matriarchal. Oh God! It's going to destroy all communities. It's it's okay, antithetical it's to the ass. nature of life. It's not. It, it'll destroy all all communities. It's a, it's a cancer. Absolutely. It is, and it and it's and it's on its way to destroy every every community. The reason I say that is that I bring this up um, again. And again, you know what? I need to double check the statistic. Let's me be doing the same. Let's I'm doing the same thing. But apparently, right. there's been twenty some odd million. Uh, Smorsions. I don't. I don't want to mess your channel up. Oh, word. And, yeah, yeah. This yeah, statistically, right. yeah. This is a good and, point, and, dude. But I mean, in the black community, and that counts for almost four out of ten uh, black people who've been, you know. I black mean, talk about a genocide. They love to that's, say there's a genocide against the black people from eugenics. the cops. That's <laughs> yeah. eugenics. It's legitimate eugenics. Uh, the Planned Parenthood founder was indeed a racist who wanted to use it for eugenics. That's not, that's something I know I can verify. Um, as far as the number, I, I, you know, that's just a statistic that's been out there. There's 20 some odd millions, there's 30 some odd pi uh, million black people alive, and that's where that percentage comes from. So that, that's an incredible and disturbing number. 
And it's yeah. only going to get higher for the rest of, of more demographics, which I think it already is. Hell, uh, hell Parrothead. Hello. And that's not to say that, you know, this is something that should be illegal, but it is something that shouldn't be used as a form of birth control, which is being encouraged as. And uh, that's yeah, a feminist. Absolutely. That's a feminist thing. That video on TikTok. Oh, I'm the conservative's worst nightmare. No, you're 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 your womb's worst nightmare, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, so many of their policies, like you say that, like with the with the defund the police, it's like the first people who suffer from that are going to be black people in inner city. Yeah. The, the number one, there's the first people that are going to suffer from that. So it's like you think like this country is like out to get you. It's like you're out to get you. You're your own worst exactly. enemy. And uh, I'm sure I think you may have even brought it up. Where uh, was it? Irish for who was it? That probably wasn't him. No, who's the com- it was a comedian. Some guy went into asking uh people i want to say brooklyn or harlem uh black people do they want to defund the police and they were all like hell no oh i didn't hear i didn't see that oh man i can't think it was a com- i don't know if he's a comedian or somebody like a prager you guy or something uh he, he's a guy who does youtube videos i don't know if he's a prager you guy there is that one prager you guy i think his name's mark or something like that he mm-hmm. His look is tough to get past because he just <laughs> looks like the yachtiest, like white guy, like you know, just all privilege. Who looks down? He's actually a pretty base, intelligent dude. But like, just looking at him, you're like, well, we know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I personally had to get through it. You know, Ami Horowitz. Though. That's the guy. Ami Horowitz. Avi Horowitz. I don't know. A M I Horowitz. H O. This is all new to me. Yeah, TZ. Uh, you know, if you want, we could share. This is from a, a last year. Uh, they were going to a black community. They first they asked a bunch of lat- latte liberals in New York, uh, <laughs> do they want to abolish police? They talk about how racist it is, and then they start asking uh, black people actually in uh, the community. And they were like, "Oh no, you know." Some people say, "You know, I mean, I like this, that, and third, but we need police." You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, that's not really what people want. No, I mean, that's the, but that's the whole thing. Because if you logically walk it through, you're like, of course we can't do that. Like it, you know, it's, it, it's so, it's so easy to defeat with logic, but the problem is they're not having a logical conversation. You know, it's like that whole thing, their emotion is, is attached into it. And then because, you know, because their personal politics are somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, what a BLM maybe represents they like i said they ascribe the best possible you know intentions onto this group and it's you know it's you know it's just like uh central dildo brought up a good point i hate giving him any kind of shine but he did uh and it says uh it's the same shit with the patriot act he's like yeah i'm a patriot i support that (laughs) yeah you know it's like you just put your best america yeah, you just imagine the best case, you know, you're like, well, they're looking out for America and patriots and, you know, the best interests of the country. Well, that's what I am and that's what I want. So they ascribe, you know, their intentions to be positive just because they've got a, a good name. It's catchy. It sounds right. You know, like it's it's hard to say I'm against the Patriot Act. Yeah. Right? And that's why they name things. It's such a oh, man, it's such a creepy. I think it's a, is that Hegelian? I'm not Hegelian. sure. I'm not as a good. I know the Hegelian dialectic is uh, using uh, is a problem, reaction, solution. What some people may say a certain disease from a certain country may have been, but um, 
but it's something about using phrases. I know it's at least Marxist on some on some level, somewhere in the Marxist spectrum. Or you use phrases that that are sound, you know, to lull people in to a false sense of security. So you don't tell you tell people it's almost the opposite of what it is, basically. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I know what you mean, but like yeah, manipulative wording. But there's another direct phrase. more of like a precise kind yeah. of. Yeah. This is a yeah. I, I, I don't know for sure, you know, because most of this stuff is not that well researched. It's just kind of like my own brain doing the work. You know, if I read yeah, it yeah. all, I might be more effective, but um, I'm kind of a dummy. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, man. And I, but it's like, don't just put a little bow on that whole Chris Pratt thing. He ain't taking that shit. Yeah. You know, and that's think. good. We have to stop taking that shit. We have to stop uh, letting this shit. Uh, go. Yeah, Anthropia has it called rat poison ice cream, and people would lap it up. That's what's happened. Oh, yeah, speaking I mean, of lapping it up, did you know it's racist for white people not to eat bugs? Did you hear that? It's racist for white people to eat bugs to not eat bugs. So they're trying to push to bugs. not eat bugs. Yes. <laughs> what? They're trying to. Oh man, I gotta find this one. I'll find That's it. Actually, great. You know what? We should start like an internet hashtag and see how many wokies we can get to eat bugs. They might. That would be awesome. That would be fucking awesome. Because I saw white people dressing up in chains and getting and having their hands bound in these public displays of "We're sorry, black people." Anti-racist. Shit. You That's never seen this? No. This happened. Man. This is creepy, super duper creepy, man. That's yeah. That was a lot of that shit is real creepy, man. I I I don't want. I thought it was weird that I went to fucking Publix Deli and they gave me extra food when George Floyd died. I'm like, okay, man, what the fuck is this supposed? What are you like? I appreciate it, but like, you're not. Did you think this extra chicken strip was going to like solve racial tension, bro? Thanks, thanks for a free sub, but like, this is stupid. Dude, see, this is this is genuinely this is disturbing. Like this is gone. This is disgusting. Like it's disturbing. Okay. Like this happened. Oh like, boy. Yeah. This Look is cr- with kids doing this shit. Uh huh. Yeah. Isn't that wild, man? Man, what the fuck are we doing, man? I don't know. It's gonna, man. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna get this. This way worse. This is a school. Oh. I mean, this is a really biased media outlet, so I'm not going to read the article because it's just like he refers to the guy as a cuck. It's like, I, I mean, it. he's not wrong. It. No, he's not wrong, but you can't like if we if we don't want editorializing in journalism, well, I want it very universal. true. Just tell very me true. the truth. You know, don't put your spin on it. Like we aren't immediate. We're not a news outlet. We are commentary. We can say our opinions like that's what yeah. that's what anyone's here for. But if you're the news. I do well. I guess it's just another blog. I don't know. I I don't know. It's just I'm, I don't know. I feel I feel conflicted for some reason. I'm no, not sure. No, but why. no. You sh- you know you're actually right to be conflicted because if we at the end of the day we're using this as news. We're not going to get this in the mainstream outlet, right? Because you know you want to shock the hell out of a bunch of people. Show them this. So sorry. This is insane. I am not a fucking slave. I do not go through my life associating everything I am to slavery. That may be mind blowing to the woke white person, but I do not think of myself. Oh man, I'm a fucking slave, and I was born a slave. No, 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 no. I, in my head, everybody who went through shit generations previous did not get here for me to feel like a slave or for this. I, Self-assured woke black teacher that's in there 
who's making her kids do that shit. And like Thank also, by the way, slavery is not unique to black people in no, America. No, it's not unique to America. It's not. It's 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 a part of the human condition. Yeah, for better or for worse, it still is. Yeah, you know what country does it? China. Oh, sheesh, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I almost, I almost, I don't want to get. I just gay. Oh, oh, shit, we lost him. Well, all right, I was bound to happen. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I, I stopped myself just short. Just short. no, but it's true though. It's true, and it's like I, you know, like I mean, sorry YouTube, sorry I'm pointing that out, you know. Um, but it's it's not, and it's not just China either. It's like so. It's like, look, that doesn't mean we need to sweep it under the rug. I'm not one of those people, but it is. It is like this is this is obscene, and it's like, look, it was bad that it happened. And it did end up negatively affecting the race of the people who look, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just that like, this is ridiculous. Like this is absurd. This doesn't solve anything. No, it's very upsetting. I don't, this is really fucked up. But that being said, let's see if we can get some Wokies to eat bugs. Okay. I found the popular science article. I'm not sure. I know there was something about. I, I guess their thing is this doesn't really look as as woke as I thought. But I know they're trying to get us to eat bugs. Cold holo. Yeah, hell, hell, cold holo. Yo, yo, yo. Toxic man flu of Dick's division. <laughs> hell, toxic man flu. Sorry for this to be my first chat, but fuck everyone associated with this image. They need to be gone from this country. I know. Isn't that the craziest fucking That's the thing? creepiest, but, most disturbing But the thing, thing is, like, that was all... I mean, I guess the kids in the school, that really wasn't their... Um, that wasn't their story. But the but the, the teachers... Or sorry, the parents of those kids who let them go to the school. Like, those are the, the adults. The, the, the adults of the kids who let that happen, they're to the blame. Yes, they are. They, Jesus Christ. That's disgusting. Insane. That is disgusting. I hate when people do shit like that to kids. It's really fucked up. Very fucked up. And I think, honestly, you really plant the seeds for some actual real racism. Absolutely. I thought about that. I'm like, those kids, you think those kids are not going to be a lot more likely to be racist than every other kid after that? Yeah. Because you rebel against your parents anyway. Like, that's what you do. And now you're going to be, you you know, you're going to explore different ideas and you're going to, who knows, you might find yourself in that, that camp for a little while. Yeah. And I'm looking at, it's not no white supremacy that, that, that we should eat bugs for sustainability. And they already do it in Latin America and Asia. So stop being a bitch. You, you Westerner. It's not no, saying fine. that it's, impl- it's, 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 it's popular science. So it's a lot less slanted than I thought it was. But I feel like that's the soft implication that, okay, other places are doing it. And it's talking about how, uh, what's the actual phrase? Uh, the global meat industry has been questioned for being responsible for at least 20% of man-made greenhouse gas emissions being an unsustainable practice. Raising cattle. Wasn't, I'm like, that, wasn't that dispelled, though? I'm pretty sure it was. A lot of that shit's been dispelled, especially when it comes to America. Like, I think our emissions yeah. are going down. I think I think what happened in like South America, they would uh, they would slash and burn the forests mm-hmm. and then they would create land for the cattle. And I think that's why when they say the global meat industry, they that's why they incorporate that in there, because probably created tons of CO2. Yeah. But 
I think that that's been dispelled. I know that was always part of the narrative because I was a bit of a food activist for a little while myself. And okay. I still kind of am, by the way. I think agribusiness is despicable. And, you know, that's not I, – I very much not into that type of food. And I think we, yeah. you know, should be separating ourselves more from processed food, whole foods, organic foods, that all notwithstanding. Um I used to believe that because that was part of the propaganda of a lot of these documentaries was that like in addition to it being unhealthy and like inhumane, which it is, is yeah, it was also one of the major contributors to greenhouse gases. But then I heard like Rogan talking about that and I was like, that's bullshit. And I Google, I'm fairly certain I Googled it and it did turn out to not be true. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think I think you're right. I know a lot of people are talking about like the whole slavery thing. The odds that you own that your family owned slave are so minuscule because of obviously that was only a first off. If you just take southern white people in the 1800s, most of them did not own slaves because that's like percent. did not most of so you so of the people that could have owned them in the most likely area there was. Very few relatively did. And then on top of that, obviously, you have another half of the country. And then you have all the immigrants that came over in the early 20th century. Which is the bulk uh, of the population in this country. Yes, now. which ironically enough, one of my ancestors are, are, are one of those Irish immigrants that came over and married a black woman when he got here. Because I, I guess they were pretty much treated equally around that time. But um, yeah, so it's just like, but that's not the point. The point is white people privilege and you know what this is always right. me. because i think why they came up with that is because of that inconvenient fact that we just explored because mm -hmm. then instead of because then you could be like well no then not that and they're like well no i have to win this argument so b -b -b white privilege here's another this another thing that's always pissed me off uh about white privilege I, even though i lived in detroit i lived a significant uh portion of my life in a very rural area of michigan and i saw a lot of poor white people who were a lot poorer than me i saw actually a lot of uh white welfare claims believe it or not and i know it's a lot like that in a lot of rural areas that are kind of like ran down and you know what i mean if if they a lot of areas got hit by that damn um whatever you want to call it in 2008 the downturn and Detroit in the Michigan area got hit doubly because the auto uh, kind of crashed before that. So a lot of these areas became like just really, really fucked up. And they're mostly white and they almost get forgotten about because a lot of them are in flyover states. They're not really like major cities. And I think about having gone through West Virginia, seeing some of that stuff. It's just like, man, if if you guys if you guys think that these people are privileged just because. I, I would love to know why you do think that and and why you think that they don't deserve help in any way, shape, form, or fashion, by the way. I, I would think that most people who would capitulate with the privilege argument are doing so under duress of being feared of call, being called racist. A lot, but because, uh, yeah. Because it will happen. This is a tough conversation to have, to be honest. You know what I mean? And yeah. it is tough. It's an emotional conversation. And you, you get a little clumsy sometimes and you say things you don't mean or you say emotional things and then you get caught out and oh, see, we knew it. And it gets it gets weird. So it's like instead of that, just capitulate with the group that, you know, is economically depressed and, you know, also has a racial component there. And then there's you don't have to really think about it or have the issue or have the complicated conversation ever again. Yeah, I think there's you just more white. poor white people than there are black people in general in this country. Something or very close to the same amount. 
It's, it's, significant, it's a significant amount of poor white people who just totally get ignored from the conversation because they're privileged. And that's like insane. to me. Well, that's why there's a pretty good argument to say that a lot of this stuff is like, you know, divisive for a reason to keep yeah. people, you know, so that they don't realize that they have more in common with each other than they than they think. I mean, and what's weird, too, is that I almost, it almost kind of gets into socialism, too, though, because then it becomes like almost more of a class issue, mm-hmm. which like. I, I would probably agree with more than anything when it comes to all this fucking bullshit. Yeah, it definitely is a class issue in this country. Um, but the champagne socialists don't realize which part they they lie on this issue. They don't realize they're the machine that's helping a lot of these issues. Fuck a lot of I mean the welfare pro welfare program has caused so much destruction that we're trying to create more programs to account for all the destruction that's caused. And it's like not just that the education program, a lot of a lot of uh, the way a lot of education systems are. I talked about Baltimore, and it's not just them. Where you had the kid who had like a point one three, he's in the middle of his senior class. It's just like insane. Yeah, I I read a, uh, I read an article. No, read a tweet. Carrie Smith put it out, and it was this black mm-hmm. dude who was like, I think a graduate student, and mm-hmm. he said that like he got suspicious of his professors and then and he was kind of like getting all these good grades and then he started like hmm and then he started making intentional mistakes mm-hmm. and stuff to see if they would grade him down and they fucking didn't oh wow and yeah and then he realized like when he got out into the world a lot of people would they would make a racist judgment against him because of all like like professors who would push through students of color. And then when they mm-hmm. showed up to the job, they weren't qualified. And he said as much, he's like, when I showed up, I realized I wasn't qualified. Oh and man. Like, and dude, I remember seeing that firsthand in that's one of my, crazy. one of my acting studios, because you know, that's the only type of work. I guess any performance art is the only type of work where you, you know, you all, like all the class sees your paper, you know what I mean? Sees like yeah. British product, you know what I mean? So it's like, I would see like students perform and perform poorly or miss notes or whatever, would just not get it right. And I remember my teacher would fucking coddle them, would coddle mm. like the black girls and not give them as harsh criticism. And it was like, it was so paternalistic. It was so like, she's an adult. She can handle the criticism. And I remember just watching her do that. I was like, this is so fucking uncomfortable, man. And another, this may sound weird. I've been wondering why, like, it feels like more younger black actors suck. Like there's, there's exceptions, but if you just watch the generic movie, generic TV show, and as a young black actor, they're going to be very generic or trash. I think it's probably just because there's well, such white a actors, high... a lot of young actors. Too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit not actors, just, bro. Yeah. It's it's not. I mean, it's, it's shit. It's shit all over the place. But it's like I would imagine that there's probably such a high demand for black actors and actors of color that people mm-hmm. are probably getting hired before they're ready. Maybe. Or like they would maybe never have made it. Or, you know, they wouldn't like this. They would never be they would never match the quality needed to be a professional actor. And now Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, I don't know him. You know, we have to pick and we can't have any white people, you know, (laughs) certainly not white men. So it's like uh, that's I would imagine most likely it's that. And also probably the writing is such shit that it's impossible to make it good. Yeah. Uh, Eric K says he coddles me just because I'm soft and fluffy. I'm working on that. I got to get this damn weight off. 
We you start working out? Uh, well, not that. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. I, you know what? But before Tetris, even though I'm probably going to play Tetris later, I am going to try to at least go to the gym. There you go. Uh, yeah, man, try. just get out of the house. Make that first step. That's the big That's the big change. I'm, I'm going to go to the gym after this stream. I've been pretty fucking. I've been soft as fuck. Uh-oh. I have not been. Uh, the holiday slowed me down big time. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh, Brutes. Brutes. Oh man, that attention. was that was a that was a tense conversation. I kind of I feel like a little like drained from it, you know. I oh, feel man. just kind of a little down, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of fucked up things happening, man. A lot of fucked up yeah. things. Um, well, unfortunately, I mean, this is the culture crime fire, so we have to fight culture crimes. And this is an interesting one that I yeah. I'd like to talk about. So I don't even know if you heard about this because I think that just happened today or the news just happened today. I watched a video right before this stream, mm-hmm. and it was um, batting in the comics made a video. John F. Trent uh, made a video about the One Ring dot net, and I know okay. you've heard of them, right? Yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Yep. And Gary <coughs> talks about them all the time and quotes them as a really valuable resource. Uh, for you know, Lord of the Rings news, and apparently they're like really big fans. So it's like very cl- closely tied in with like s- someone I respect, Gary's like yeah. level of respect. So it's like y- you almost come pre, you know, pre endorsed because I heard yeah. about you from Gary. So therefore, you're most likely on the up and up. Well, I guess they started virtue signaling and really. Yeah, and they referred to Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien, as woke. What? Yeah, so let's get into this article. because <clears throat> Without seeing it, I wonder if that's like a... What the hell did they do uh, in the Bible to... You know, you, you, you put something on your hut so that angel will pass you and not kill your firstborn? Like something Absolutely. along those Passover. lines? That's over. Passover, yeah, but there's yeah, yeah. The, the Passover concept, lamb's like that's what they did. Tip. Yeah, it's lamb's blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's curious. <laughs> I just got a uh element tip for three dollars and thirty-three cents from Fallius Balchausen. <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion that's actually Darius Munchausen. Thanks, uh, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fallius Balchausen. And it's a baseball. It's a baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Valley Ball Chosen. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, it was Thank Lamb's you. Blood. Yeah, Lamb's Blood over the door. Yeah, yeah that's what I was looking for. Uh, this is the Lamb's Blood. Like, hey, he's woke. Please just pass over us, guys. I think you might be right. I mean, that's what a virtue signal is anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what the whole point is, is to show that, hey, I'm I'll leave me alone. Like, that's what they all do. That's the, you know, uh, uh, bad robot, stop white comfort, all that shit. That's exactly what they're all yep. doing. They're like, hey, we're not part of the problem. You know, we're good. Uh, the Islington girl says, uh, well, probably because they know the show is going to be a woke nightmare. That's Maybe. True. But bounding into comics uh, suggested that they might be. This might be an access issue. Because something with Amazon Studios and them getting like primary access to some of this stuff, like this might be like this might be a espionage like intelligence operation, right? They might be trying to get 
Yes, yes. They might be trying to get the one ring.net on their side because they're the kind of unofficial, official, true fan outlet. And if they can get them saying positive things about the Amazon Lord of the Rings show, they'll destroy their credibility and, and not actually achieve the goal they want to. <laughs> but it would create cognitive dissonance with the fan, with the audience, because they'd be like, well, I trust these guys. And they say it's good. They're they're Lord of the Rings experts. So then it's good. Yeah. Unless if it's a disaster, it would just destroy their credibility. Everyone will see through it immediately. Not immediately. I mean, maybe more and more. But I've been watching. I went back and started watching um, Maulers, uh, like the, the Force Awakens videos. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and the first one's an introduction. It's so genius. It's such a, it's just such a, like a boot camp into, you know, critically assessing things from like an objective standpoint. It's really, it's, it's so precise. But he showed video after video after video of people that said The Force Awakens was great, including people like Red Letter Media. Yeah. Yeah. A so, lot of people were positive on The Force Awakens. Very, so, very positive on it. To say that people would immediately reject it, I don't know. I, I think we're smarter and more savvy now than we were back when The Force Awakens came out. But you I think there's still be a- Here's why I will even push back a little bit more. Force Awakens didn't, didn't punch you in the face like The Last Jedi did. The Force Awakens mm-hmm. gave you a false sense of security. And a lot of people had those... Even people that liked it said, hey, they didn't really explain everything. Hey, this is... I knew... It was just a beat for beat remake of A New Hope. I was just happy to have some Star Wars. I, I'll give myself, I, I'll, uh, I'll tell on myself when The Force Awakens came out. I was, I was happy to have seen it. I'm like, hey, there's some Star Wars. Yeah, it's just kind of A New Hope ish. But I wonder what's gonna happen with uh, this Ray person. I wonder whose daughter she's gonna be. Paul. Wonder what's gonna happen with this Finn person. Surely they have a story for him, Paul. And it, 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 it went to shit so bad. But yeah, I was in that same brigade of people who thought. You know what? This is this is fine. This is good. Happy. Happy yeah, joy joy. Fucking brutal. Uh <laughs> I I did not have that reaction. Um real quick, just Eric K saying Mauler is gonna be the guest on FNT this week. That cool. makes me happy. That makes me very happy. Hell long, man. Um I was I I wasn't tricked, but I think a lot of people there's had this kind of goodwill, sort of the same thing we were just talking about, where they're ascribing goodwill to the producers of the movie. They're like, okay, that didn't make sense. That left the door open for a lot of things. Um, and well, I imagine they're going to answer that. You know what That's I mean? That's exactly what my thought was. But I think a lot of people should have been more upset by the fact that fucking Han Solo got murdered and and also that him and Leia weren't together and that their child was the you know, the, the, the result of their union was the next Darth Vader. It's like, yeah, that struck me immediately. Like that was the kind yeah. of thing that stood out really wrong to me right out the gate. I mean, I, I pretty much was out, off that movie, like almost immediately. I was like, Oh no, no, this is, yeah. I didn't like them killing Han and I didn't like them making him just like his whole art didn't matter. Basically like, Oh, let's just reset the art. Yeah. He's just a, a um, shitty dad. But that is all off topic because <clears throat> we're talking about Lord of the Rings. Um, so Lord of the Rings fan site describes J.R.R. Tolkien as woke. Okay. Lord of the Rings fan site, the one ring recently described Lord of the Rings writer J.R.R. Tolkien as woke in a recent Twitter thread. Uh, the website appears to have some kind of connection 
to Amazon Studio to Amazon Studios current Lord of the Rings TV series production. Wow. That was a long phrase. Given that they were the first to receive and publish the original synopsis of the show back in January. See? PsyOps. Oh, man. Uh-oh. They're getting them. They're breaking down their resolve. Uh, regardless. They, the thing is, though, everyone, there's so many people anticipating this is going to be bad. So I, I feel like they're, they have such a losing battle to overcome that this almost is definitely going to be a disaster. So. This is, I think it's almost a good thing. It's like, oh, they're really trying to get us and they're not going to. Yeah, this is, I think they're just going to destroy the one wing.net. I don't think it's going to work at all. Probably. Yeah. So it says, regardless, they took to Twitter where they began a thread condemning, quote, homophobic comments. They wrote, quote, listen, we've been dealing with homophobic comments for decades and it's still wrong. <laughs> Why would it now be right? <laughs> so wait. It's still what? wrong. Oh, I thought we got to a place where it was now right. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> I, like, under what grounds have homophobic comments been a major part of the Lord of the Rings? Is it Ian McKellen? Because I, I see his, he, he's mentioned in the tweet. I don't know. Like, I don't. What, yeah, I'd like to hear where they're going to say. I would like to hear where they're going with this. I bet it's. Yeah, I, I would love to know. Yeah, let's find out. Whatever toxic arguments are being said now about Lord of the Ring fandom and adaptations is the same trash that said Ian McKellen was the worst affront to Tolkien's legacy ever. Hashtag pride. First of all, you virtue signaling fuck. You, I've never heard anything never other than tremendous love and praise for Ian McKellen and the suggestion that I need a receipt. Strong. I don't even care if it's, it was ever said. It doesn't matter because there was probably like one dude who said it, and you know who and who gives a fuck wherever. But like the the outpouring of love and and you know admiration and and respect for that character and his depiction. It's like universal. It's so universal. You bringing this up is like way more uh, hurtful than. It, it, it having been said at any point, which it probably never even was. That's what I'm like. I have never, ever heard anyone have a negative word to say about Gandalf at all, ever. Not one time. Ever. Not, ever also, in any way. And also, I don't think he was, was he outwardly gay when he was cast as Gandalf? I think he might have been. I th really? But I mean, I, I do. I think it's one of those things that it was just like, it's been known, but it was... You, you got to remember, there was a point where we didn't actually give a damn, and so therefore you really wouldn't have known. Well, yeah, because it wasn't this thing you had to announce. It was just sort yeah. of like, yeah, it's known that they're gay, and who cares? It was not like he didn't have his pronouns in his Twitter bio at the time because there was no Twitter right. to have. You know what I mean? So it was no, there was no need to virtue signal all the time about your personal life. But I'm pretty sure that was like an open secret as far as Ian McKellen. And no, Gandalf, Eric K., you're right, Gandalf is not gay. Um, but yeah, Gand it's like Gandalf <laughs> had no sexuality at all. It yeah, Gandalf's not gay, but uh, wh what's it? Dumbledore is. <laughs> God, the you know what? Isn't it girl brings up e even better points? Like he had no sexuality at all. It's almost as if like sex isn't the most important thing. I mean, it's important for life to exist, but it's almost like there are more important elements to story than who someone is fucking. And in many cases, <laughs> the <laughs> he was in the three. Yeah, the series of the three. Sorry, go ahead, bro. But no, in many cases, the overemphasis on sexuality is kind of irrelevant in most like genre-based stories, unless it's strictly relevant that you know someone's like loved one or, or whoever is in danger or a part of the story. 
it's not it doesn't matter like no one cares about the sexuality of any of these characters because that's not what the story is about the i'll say about- this the common homosexual pejorative that's used to deride gay people is way more appropriate for this guy who wrote this tweet than they, than anyone <laughs> who's a gay man okay yeah yeah fucking ridiculous the idea that you would put this out there is so absurd like that's like saying you know everyone hated um um darth vader because he's black no uh what's his name for being gay from queen you know like uh, mercury yeah like as if that was part of the like his legacy it's like that was so not it it was like by the time that was common knowledge queen was indelible so loved and still is Years yeah. after his death, people adore Queen, and it's never been an issue. And if it is, it's for like truly homophobic people, like in these tiny little corners that don't matter. It's like such a ridiculous argument to try to make. But that's that's the point. They have to virtue signal, and it's sad that this. You know, I'm not as big of a Tolkien fan. I did like the movies, but I'm not like diehard into the lore. I never read the books. As far as the Lord of the Rings, but I, I, it sucks because this has been a franchise that hadn't really dealt with this shit, right? And that's here. It's it's at the front door, and I feel for the people who, who care about it. I mean, you know, I say that, but it seems like the past few months we've started to see things. There was like I think an article talking about uh, something. I don't, I don't know. Sentient dildo says, to be honest, uh, wizards are pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um. All right, so uh, they follow up that writing. Uh, they follow up that writing. Cogent, respectful debate on Tolkien is always welcome, but homophobic, racist, misogynistic trash is always a case for banning. Well, let's just take this time to applaud their bravery and their tough, tough stance on hate speech. Congratulations, guys! That is really brave, super brave. Uh, it's not so what stunning, Tol- so brave, so stunning, so brave. It's not what Tolkien fandom is wants or welcome. Oddly put, we used to be able to ban in the era of message boards and IRC, but in the era of social media, dot, dot, dot. Next, they wrote, the platforms can't keep toxicity out of our community. We can mute and block, but there's only, but that's only for this account's feed. Twitter is not a community simply because it lacks anti-troll tools. Nasty people still show up in replies because their toxic friends subtweeted us. Please show receipts for any of this. Just anything resembling receipts would be helpful. That would be great. My Twitter account then argued that Tolkien was woke. Oh, the the, the Twitter account. They they tweeted, if you still think Ian McKellen is the worst and that Catholic Tolkien would have never approved, I beg you to read more of Tolkien's books and letters. He was woke. Stood against hate, embraced all cultures in life and fiction, and that's why his books are translated in every language. Okay. So whoever wrote this. Also I don't know, yeah. I don't know what's going on with these Twitter accounts because I know the same thing happened with Heavy Metal Magazine. Like, well, that was a different thing, but we're, we're, whoever runs the Twitter just gets into their, like, like we, thank you, isn't the girl. Where what race is misogynistic shit? Like wh- I have never heard. Maybe it's because I'm out of the loop, but I've never heard of this huge contingent of really any group of fandom that's so racist and sexist and misogynistic and and homophobic. Like who are these people? Like what? Where are these people coming from? Where we won't accept homophobic speech at all? 
And like, at what point? Like, I've never seen. Is there a hate Ian McKellen thing? Is that a thing that started? Because I've never seen. Ne- it. It's it's never happened. Literally never. E- yeah. Even hardcore, even hardcore anti-gay Catholics are like that was a hell of a performance. Yeah, <laughs> they're like I might not like him, and I think he should go to hell. But goddamn, he can act as like a wizard. <laughs> Um, but the, well, the problem with the the problem with their worldview is that we would be considered far right because we don't support BLM. Yeah, that's how well, they look at it. If you disagree with the narrative, you're far right. Like that's that's all there is in the world is their point of view and the far right. So when they say all this, you know, the way he puts it with this, you know, a, this uh, a hate or you know. Trying, trying to project all this stuff that, like, you know, might just be fans being like, "I don't want to see gay hobbits." That's you know, like, what it is. You know, like he's equating that with homophobia. I don't. You know what? I don't really want to see gratuitously straight hobbits. I don't want to see like Playboy Chad hobbits fucking all the girls. That's nothing to hint. do. The only hint of sex in that entire thing is is Arwen and what's his name's relationship and. uh uh, you know, fucking Stroider. What's his name? Aragorn. Uh, them, you know, having a kid, and uh, and uh, Samwise and his chick from the the barmaid from back in the in, uh, and uh, you know Hobbiton. That's it. That's the entire. That's the. That's it. That's it. That's all the sex in that three movies. Yeah, it's not. That's not a part of the. That's not what it's there for. That's not what the movie. That's not the story the movie's trying to tell. It's not relevant yeah. to it. It's not relevant I think, to it. You know, as much as they are always trying to add, you know, sexuality swap and all this stuff, they always add sexuality to things. Just like they always ship male things. Like, there's nothing that exists without sexuality. There's like a deprived element. Bro, I was thinking about this, and I was like, God damn it, that is so right. It's like they will o- they will always take away the sexuality where it used to be and then put it where it never was. Yes. Yes, isn't that take away uh, a hot girl on on a cover of a a magazine, but then add it to a kid show? Yep, it's like why? Just put it where it never belonged, and 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 like uh, 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 put it on these characters where it was never there, and then take it from the characters where it was. Yeah, and that's why people always get mad, and they always try to frame it as sexism or or um, you know intolerance. It's like. I am extraordinarily intolerant of you coming in here and changing this to fit your worldview or your agenda. I am 100% intolerant of that. So you want to call me intolerant? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Um, since you did all Sam was definitely. I know, I know. When the wake down says, let's be fair, the steamy I knew that. Was, I, knew that. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Let's be honest. He's a little gay. Frodo's a little gay. Sam, you know what, Sam, Sam and Frodo. The fact that neither is the the you know uh gr- you know Bottom. what's the word I'm trying to look for? <laughs> they're not neither are the most masculine of, no, of they're not, they're not the, uh, most masculine of men. So yeah, like no, that no. that's one of those like Burton Ernie things where it's like okay, there's always been people who wondered, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like Peppermint Patty and whatever the girl calls her sir. You're like okay, I could well they do jokes and they're older and they're lesbians. She's like yeah, they, they probably were lesbians. Yeah, I mean, Bert and Ernie lived together. Yeah, they slept in the same room. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons you you could probably. Yeah, yeah. their beds were like very close to. It's like okay, we we get it. That the my favorite though are those Bert and Ernie memes. Have you seen any of those? 
uh, some of them. They're pretty Did they dark. Did make them gay? I'm probably. I mean, Cookie <laughs> Monster now eats vegetables. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, uh, cookies sometimes foods. Like, uh, I mean... Uh, it's just, it's just that it has to be propaganda. Like it's like, I guess parents shouldn't be responsible for making their kids not fat. We should propaganda is the answer guys. Propaganda. The state will do everything. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me finish this article just cause it's like so ridiculous. Um, all right. They continue the threat. Jesus Christ. They really want to alienate everyone who likes them. Cause they're not like a huge, it's not a huge channel. Like the one ring, like as a YouTube channel, it's not gigantic. I don't even think there are ten thousand subs. It's really, it's not huge. Uh, they continue the thread. If you think Ian McKellen gets a pass, but whatever Amazon doing is a disgrace to Tolkien, please think more on your personal bias before tweeting. Oh, SJW language, personal bias. That's you don't agree with our that narrative. Is very active, guys. As soon as you don't agree with the narrative, now you have personal bias. They don't have any personal bias, but you do because you're not, you know, a communist. <laughs> Our block button is very active. And if you retweet, enable toxic voices in the name of free speech, uh, you, you not love token. Oh, you do not love token. Man, it's going to suck. I, and I like because I, I really do like Gary. They're going to come after him. One ring.net specifically. That's where this is headed. Say that again. So, like, they just said, if you if you enable re- and retweet toxic voices in the name of free speech, you do not love token. I know Gary is a huge one, uh, you know, Lord of Rings fan, as you said. He's <laughs> the like girl, the one ring turning into a <laughs> ring. <laughs> Absolutely, but like this is going to end with like YouTubers like Gary, like uh, just some guy getting like blocked by them. And being like antagonized, and 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 or some on so either antagonized or it, something's gonna happen. I think they'll end up blocking them or blocking one of their oh, tweets because it'll be will. considered toxic. They'll never recover. Yeah. If they make an enemy of Gary, they'll never recover. But I think that's what's gonna happen. Gary and just some guy because they just some guys made a lot of videos on on some of the bullshit with the <sighs> token. And I can see those Man. guys in the next five to six months uh, having some beef from the One Rings way. Oh boy! Hopefully, I'm wrong. I want to be wrong about this. I don't want to be right. I don't look. I'm not going to protect them. If they want to be woke, then be woke and suffer the consequences, idiots. You know what I mean? Like you want to say you stand for fandom, and then you're going to like you know attack fans and this misogynistic. Oh, really? Tolkien's woke. You you really you're antagonizing people right now. So. So that's how you want to do it. I, you got to suffer the consequences of those actions, buddy. That's how you want to walk through this world. Then, all right, you better be ready to pay. Because if yeah. you're if you're standing here as like this outpost of Tolkien fandom, and we're here to protect it, that's what we do. And this is how you go about that. <laughs> I will not yeah. cry one tear for you, Val. Not yeah. one. Because they're saying that it, toxic voices. If if they're gonna stop quote unquote toxic voices, you know what that means. I you mean. I don't like that they made this character gay. I don't like that they race swapped yep. this character. I don't like that they have socialist messaging or whatever it is. And they're like, well, that's toxic. Block. Block. Blockchain. I mean, but you're just, you're going to do exactly what Hollywood did. You're just going to give rise to someone more powerful, more insightful, more observant, and has got a now a bigger following. Yeah. 
that, that is what they're gonna do. That's what I see. This is not gonna go well, and I was hoping that it, it wasn't gonna come to this. But look it, it this, is. Look at this final, and this is what's so funny. Uh, finally, they concluded the thread writing hashtag pride gives us the greatest performances beyond all expectations, and he uses a, a still from The Hobbit. Huh. You dick. Yeah. The Hobbit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see The Hobbit. I Don't. Saw the, I, just, I just saw the three main movies. I didn't see. Else. Absolutely no reason to waste your time with that fucking kaleidoscope of CGI trash. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bloated. Missed the tone. It was just you know just trying to cash in on Lord of the Rings nostalgia. Honestly, I see that. You Not know what? That's kind of what I thought when I I saw the thing. I'm like, eh, I don't I don't know if I want to want to do this. Ugh, it's a mess. Um, it's unclear what the one ring is specifically taking issue with other than it has something to do with Ian McKellen and the Amazon production and alleged comments made about them. As you can see above, they don't actually provide any evidence. Thank you, please. Any, I would settle for a fake tweet. Just show me a receipt, please. (laughs) Anything. Just one. Yeah. A single receipt. Cause that just sounds like I've never, I, I, they would have had more. If they were talking about the current casting, I would say, yeah, I'm sure there's some people critical of the current casting and some of the decisions and some of the rumors. But I have never, ever, ever heard anything negative about Ian McKellen as far as any performance he's done, to be fair. like It's also also the nature of their criticism is too perfect for their narrative. Absolutely. It sounds like what it's like, sounds like the straw man they want to fight. Yeah. Which globalist wrote this for you guys? That that's what I mean. It's like, did you guys just write your own tweet and then tweet it at you and then be like, we won't stand for this? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. Yes, that's what it is. But they can't even show that. They wouldn't even show that. I wonder if maybe they would do that thing where they discuss, you know, that people start doing the backwards work and figure out, you know, expose that it's one of their burner accounts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work for Kevin Durant. So hopefully this uh, a lot of people have gotten busted. It's so humiliating. Yeah. And this is totally random, but you told me about the Bert and Ernie memes and I was kind of checking them out. They're very fucking dark. Yeah. It's just, we can't share them. No, no, we cannot. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't know. They're very brutal dark. Like They're yeah. hilarious, but they just can't. We can't. No, no. We, eat, we eat our channel. <laughs> no, no. We want the channel to grow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for sure. Both um, good lord. All right. So I think it's just a last little. Oh, no. This keeps going. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Is there anything else worth reading? <laughs> well, I'd love bounding, but the, you know, they can, uh, they, can str- they can stretch the word out. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Every organization does, to be fair. I think they're nowhere near as bad as fucking like Variety or some of the other ones where it's like this pamphlet. It's like, I'm not converting to, to Hollywood. Please, you can stop writing now. I think I think he's just uh, editorializing. Here, yeah, fine. I mean, that's you know, I mean, it's his right to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's. I wonder if Gary will talk about this on FNT. I, yeah, like I said, I kind of feel like he he's a he's a soft target. Him and just some guy because th- those are. Well, I think I mean, granted, this this community, so we have a little bit more visibility for them. But I just feel like they're very critical of what's going to be happening. I remember asking Gary in the super chat. Like, do you think they spent a half billion on something? He said, no, they think he, he thinks they spent already a billion dollars for this TV show and they have nothing to show for it. 
Jeez. And I'm like, wow. So I, I can see them being people in it, people in general. That if you have the if you have this, you know, multi bill, you know, however much they spent and have put into this property, you want to silence critics. And that's what they want. Like you said, the goal is to soft brainwash them. What they what you said for the one wing.net is the intended goal. Once they start saying, Oh, this is actually good, the people who who believes in them and say, Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. This is good. And that's the, that's the plan. Yeah, it's kind of their old strategy, really. I mean, they've always done that. They do that with the video games where they get like the access journalists like on their side and start saying great things about, you know, Last yeah. of Us 2 or, you know, they they start doing it with, uh, you know, what they did with all the Star Wars movies with Last Jedi, yeah. where they just they get out they get out ahead of it. They get out ahead of the criticism because they know it's going to come because they've they've intentionally destroyed the property. So they know the criticism is going to come. But if they can, you know, like lessen some of that, they can kind of soften the blow a little bit. Then more people will be tricked into watching it and spending money on it. The thing yeah. is, like Amazon doesn't they don't need the money like they don't need the subscriptions. Like I know that Gary says Bezos wants his own Game of Thrones, which, OK, I understand. And may that'll probably help his numbers and stuff like that. But like. Bro, even if this is bad, I'm I'm not leaving Amazon. <laughs> like, I don't understand what the fuck Amazon's doing with their money for their film shit. I don't understand that MGM deal they did where they just pay eight billion dollars for a bunch of shit that nobody wants outside of maybe uh I know a lot of people are into Stargate and maybe if they can not ruin and cut James Bond or if they can repair him in whatever movie after no time to me too. Maybe they can do something with James Bond. But the, oh, like, okay. I can't imagine they, they they bought MGM, but it's like, what are you going to do with all these properties? And most of these properties don't even have resale value. Sorry, look at Snorted Poopus Cuba. It's so funny. This show is going to be a giant Mordor sized dumpster fire. It is. That's it funny. is. Throw the whole show into into the Mount Doom. Just just get rid of it all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Amazon's doing. I it's it's. It, I like it's. Okay, so you want your hit, right? Yeah. Okay. You have like this property, you have all this access, and like, you know, like you have like, you know, you can make it. So if you want the hit, you know how to make the hit. You just make it as faithful to the books, to the source material as possible. You satisfy the core fan base. The fan base will spread it, people will watch it, and then it's a hit. I mean, that's how all this works. It's not, yeah. I don't really think it's complicated. Well, it is when you're a champagne socialist. It is when you have to, you know what I mean? Be, I don't know. You have to be the forefront of wokeness. You have to virtue signal to all the people in your, your, your peer group. I, I, that's really what it's about. Or I mean, maybe, know, but at this or point, societal engineering, but that's what I honestly, I think it's more that because at this point, there is no like there's no lack of evidence. There's no, uh, you know, like cognitive dissonance between, oh, well, we thought the market wanted this and people would enjoy it. like you yeah. had so much clear evidence and so many failures, financial failures uh, attempting this route that there's no way you can really still, uh, especially if you're like a money guy where you can respect that that path will make any kind of waves. So then the only real solution left is like, yeah, you're more you're more focused on social engineering than making good content was like, 
Well, as soon as we connect those dots, then we know you're just making propaganda and that won't work either. No, because it it hasn't. It didn't work even when we didn't know what was going on. Bingo. Because it, it, it never works because it isn't good because it isn't where we go to whatever property um, it's for. And, and, you know, it has to be something. So I've heard people say, oh, well, they don't care about money. And I've actually worked for Amazon. I'm like, hey, if they give a fuck about some random employee in Columbia, South Carolina, making sure he picked 90 uh, items in an hour instead of 95 and they'll yell at him for that, they give a fuck about how much money they spend. If they're doing it outside of the financial, you know, has to buy for oneself or two to, to quote Prop Joe, if they're doing it outside of financial reasons, then it, it must be something nefarious or, or why else do it? Why else would a company that built itself on efficiency spend billions of dollars on something makes no that sense. has no no way to get this money back, especially since, as you said, Amazon Prime. I think it's technically the number one streaming service, but it's not because of the streaming service, because of the shipping. I just got some today. It came next day. I get it. Beat that shit. I just bought new earbuds. And yeah. it's like you comparison shop, you can return anything, like no extra charge. Like you just being in a city like Austin or LA, I mean, in LA, it was insane. I literally just walked down the street to the Amazon grocery store and then just returned it there and then picked yeah. up you know, a bottle of tequila. It was like obscenely convenient. Oh, yeah, I was a bunch like, of places I can return stuff if I need yeah. to. Yeah. Like, 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 everything's walking distance for me. Yeah. I was like, if it's going to be the United States of Amazon, I'm like, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I've never had a service this, this convenient in my life. So it's just like, you're already winning. Like, so then just give us more entertainment. Do it Wally style, you know, like yeah. just get us interested in stuff. But when you get when you create divisive content, then our guard is up and we're less likely to support. We're less likely to, you know, uh just turn our brains off and consume because we are we're we're hip to you now, man. And ever look, the fandom is hip. It took a while for a lot of the fandom to get hip to Star Wars, but I think almost collectively. The only people left are like stands and people and commies, like people who, who are like more, <laughs> of, you know, like I love saying that word, who are more like focused on the, the social aspects than the storytelling. I agree. Even though I think there are some people who are like. Because I've heard people who just say it, I wonder if they're like contrarians or people who tolerate The Last Jedi and just like, you know what? I liked it. Just a troll. Because uh, yeah, I somebody in the community who likes the Last Jedi. I want to say, uh, I don't want to say because in case I got the wrong bot person. But isn't there someone in the community, guys? Chat, help me out that actually thinks the Last Jedi is decent or good. I've never heard anyone say as much. I think there is. Let me know. Yeah, Raylos. But I feel like there's somebody yeah. who's like, it's not that. It's it's okay. You know, it sucks, but it's. It. There's Oof. somebody who tries to make some excuses for. That's it. sad. But I wanted to say, is it Uche? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's Uche. Because um, uh, the wake down this brings up a really good point. And he says the problem is that it does work, or at least it did. America circa 2014 was arguably woke, and they kept pretending like it wasn't the case and started preaching even louder. I was just going to say, I was thinking Very something true. like that. I was like, well, maybe it doesn't need to get even the majority of us. It just needs to get like enough division going so that we're weaker. Maybe. It's just divide and conquer. Yeah. You know, and well, and you know what? Speaking of Amazon, this is something else I wanted to talk about. Last story of the day. Um, This is fucked up. I heard this and I was like, that sound that can't be as bad as it sounds. Can it? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I heard this story. Um, Amazon devices will soon automatically share your internet with neighbors. Whoa. I love how the title is. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I, th- you know what? I don't have any like Amazon tech because I, I, I have no need for personal, like digital personal assistance. I have no Roku. Need. I have Roku and I have. Oh, is Roku theirs? I don't know. I th- I I'm not sure. I thought it was. Maybe Fire Stick is theirs. I don't know. I have a Roku and I have the tablet. I have the Fire. Yeah. I hope, I hope those don't aren't included. I I don't have all I have is yeah I don't have I don't have anything for Amazon because I I don't I didn't want what the hell is Alexa I didn't want that I didn't I didn't need a Fire Stick so no I have no um. The Ginger Ninja says no. I don't know if he's referring to smash that like button or to that Roku is not an Amazon product. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I hope it's to the Roku part. Yeah, please, <laughs> please smash the like button. And sharing is caring, guys. Please share. Sharing the is caring. Yeah. Thank you. Sam. I saw I someone stopped. shared. Someone shared my uh, my YouTube uh, my my Army of the Dead review on Twitter today. Cool. I should probably share yeah. it. Actually, Bernard is really something. good. What? Well, I'm sorry. No, it was just cool of him. I was like, thanks. That was nice. You know, I don't have a. T- social media following but yeah um oh okay mark d with a c says the internet sharing is only for quote smart devices like doorbells that are already spying on you anyway um oh my god the ginger ninja says i have a friend who loved the last jedi says solo is his favorite star wars movie and love game of thrones season eight wow he must have some other good qualities buddy i hope so i hope he's got a lot of other good qualities because his taste in movies is brutal. <laughs> he, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I mean, because he he cause sometimes better be. <laughs> nice people just like things, and it just it it showed up. And it's some people have such a low barrier of criticism that like if you just put it on screen, you've already won. And they just I, you know what it was it was good. And there's just people I like guess, that. I, yeah, I guess so. I don't I don't know. I don't know I'm what to, I need. I, I I guess yeah I'm I don't know I feel it, like I was it, never like that even as a kid yeah there are movies I, I would kind of like that with where you just uh it you know it showed up it was fine like I didn't hate uh the Ben Affleck Daredevil as much as everyone else did because I was like eh, it's fine <laughs> I guess it was it was just fine but you also like how old were you when that came out like sixteen actually I think it was fifteen sixteen right 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 there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not exactly a culture critic yet. Yeah. You're still learning. You know, I mean, yeah. you're still kind of developing your taste. And you just kind of, at that point, you just kind of have like instincts. You just have a feel like you like something. <clears throat> excuse me, feel like you yeah. like something or don't, you know, like it's not, I rarely could intellectualize why. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it wouldn't hold up to a rewatch. Like, I'm sure if I rewatch no. it now, it would be a disaster. No, that's a bad one. That's a real bad one. There's some great, there's some great, like, you know, movie trashing content that that movie spawned <laughs> yeah it did yeah it did yeah. <laughs> robert our internet <laughs> yeah, socialism yeah yeah i, I want to see like i'm like okay i need to understand this a little better before i'm like this is as bad as it sounds but okay amazon's experimental wireless wireless mesh Networking turns users into guinea pigs. If you use Alexa, Echo, or many other Amazon devices, you only have 10 days until you're opted into an experiment that leaves your personal privacy and security hanging in the balance. 
on June 8th, the merchant web host and entertainment behemoth will automatically enroll the devices in Amazon Sidewalk. The new wireless mesh service will share a small slice of your internet bandwidth with neighboring sidewalk capable devices that don't have connectivity that don't have connectivity. Sidewalk will also help your Amazon devices to a sliver of bandwidth from other sidewalk users when you don't have a connection. That's crazy. It's socialized internet. Ideally, yeah. it's probably just going to be people's privacy being shot everywhere because technology doesn't work like that. And anytime you add something, you end up screwing something up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it's, you're just going to be, you know, tweeting somebody playing with themselves <laughs> or uh, being projected to their neighbor or some shit. Uh, but yeah, that's that sounds like a fucking disaster. That does sound bad. It could be because I understand that Elon Musk is working on some kind of global internet for everybody. Some project Wi Fi, yeah, yeah, I do know he does, yeah. So maybe this is uh Bezos's attempt to be competitive with that, yeah. But this doesn't sound like what you do, you know. Jeff Bezos is, is not as smart as Elon Musk, and I wish he just would accept that. So okay. I mean he's, he's he's pretty fucking smart. He is, but he's not he doesn't have the same you know what I shouldn't say he does not have the same types of intelligences as Elon Musk. He's did a smart video, businessman. Did I freeze? Did my video freeze? Um yeah, actually, yeah, you did kind of freeze. Oh no, what happened here? Hey, blow you. Uh, and Bezos is shutting us down. Bezos, yeah. But yeah, oh. I just feel like uh Elon needs to get guy for real, for real, maybe. But I just feel like like Elon's a more creative guy, and Bezos is like a pragmatic guy. But he wants to be a creative guy, and he doesn't accept that he's not a creative guy. Like you, you, you're smart. You're you were able to create this efficient system that was a brilliance. But you're not like you're not going to create a Tesla. Yeah. You're not going to create that kind of like innovative type thing. Yeah, his his innovation is is more like the human condition. Like he's trying to innovate. You know space travel you know the the whole traffic thing now global wi-fi yeah like he's a little bit more like big picture kind of guy where yeah. bezos did one thing extraordinarily well yeah yeah like they both are doing rockets but like elon didn't uh elon got something in air though right i mean he did the launch like last year wasn't it I'm he sure launches he constantly yeah, okay. spacex is constantly launching they just had another one the other day okay they do it all the time they got he got people to the to the you the iss the space station that's right you're right you're yeah. right you're right no so yeah that's what i mean but he's bezos, gonna be on, he's going to fucking mars that's happening yeah and and bezos i think has a whole thing but i don't think it's as far far along no i don't think he's, i don't think anywhere near it. i talked to a guy from spacex he's like <laughs> they can compete all they want they're not going to come anywhere near us like they're fixing they fixed so many of the problems that were that were, seemed unfixable like yeah. uh, sustained radiation in space. They're like, yeah, we just put water insulation. It's fine. Like they just, they know it. Like they did all this stuff where they just figured it out, figured it out. So like, well, as I understand it, Elon's plan is to send just a convoy of rockets with supplies to Mars ahead of the astronauts. And then like when they get there, they're just, you know, ready to go. And he's just not start terraforming, but start colonizing Mars. Like that's the, that's his goal. Jesus, and he's he he, but that, yeah, Wake now has a good he, Elon's an innovation guy, Bezos an infrastructure guy. That's the thing; he might actually do it. He's 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 going. If he doesn't, it's because it's beyond the human capability of what we have now. We will find out because of Elon Musk. Um, but Bezos couldn't get there, and I don't think Bezos can accept that. And it's not a matter of money; it's a matter of 
everybody you can't like you can't do everything creating yeah, amazon was incredible I, yeah i'm just trying to see this i just want to see this whole idea you know what i mean and not just immediately black pill and assume it's the worst thing ever like it might yeah. very well be but i do kind of want to try to understand this on a grand level and then kind of break down where the issues are because it's like immediately it sounds like oh amazon spying on you it's like yeah we know that they are but let's you know let's not be okay. to me i don't think it's it's healthy to be cynical always that's even, and even you're right you know even when it sounds like you should be you're 100 um, right yeah let's is there more to it because i, I think there might be yeah uh by default a variety of amazon devices will enroll in the system come june 8th and since only a tiny fraction of people will take time take time to change default settings that means millions of people will be co-opted into the program whether they know anything about it or not the amazon webpage linked above says sidewalk is currently only available in the u.s the full list of devices that can act as sidewalk bridges is the ring floodlight cam the ring spotlight cam wired ring spot okay a bunch of different echo Echo Dot, uh, Echo Dot for kids, uh, and then I guess there's a bunch of a bunch of different echoes. Okay, so every everything in their their like tech line, all the little the doorbells, the assistants, the tablets, all the crap they have. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable that all the echoes would be communicating. Yeah, and it also makes me uncomfortable. Like, okay, which I'm sure they were already, you know, they're already spying on us, but like. The Echo for kids, that just seems very... Because, okay, if you're going to automatically share internet bandwidth between objects without... Like, that just sounds insane. Why would would you want for my Echo to give internet bandwidth to the Echo in the apartment, you know, three doors down? Like, what is the the point of that? Like, what do I gain? What do they gain? This might be, like, the first time we understood that our cell phones are being tracked, you know what I yeah. mean? We're like, oh, that's crazy. We shouldn't do that. Turn this off. Turn that off. And then, like, you know, to a year later, everyone's like, all right, I guess we're just being tracked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just like maybe the first time you hear about it, you're like, oh, that's crazy. And then a year what? later, you're like, all right, I guess we just share Wi-Fi. I don't know. I still have tape over, like, my laptops and stuff. And then, like, when my camera's not active, I, like, face it down. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know if it, I should do that. I don't do that. Yeah, I'm I'm still sort of paranoid. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't really matter, but it just it matters to me. It helps my my mental well-being that I'm doing something to stop the man somewhat, even though I know it no it can't help. And, I mean and I knew just, we would be attracted when I saw fucking um the dark knight when Batman was able to hack everyone's phones and see where the Joker was. I'm like, that's probably already here. And it was. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of a uh, bit of science fiction tech there, but yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure the mechanism was, but like, I mean, that's where we are now. So it's like, okay, the government probably already has this. That, that was my thought because I've, I've always been, I'm, I've always been sort of a conspiracy theorist. So yeah, I'm just trying to see—is there like a positive, like a positive thing? The omnipotent judgment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's kind of, it's a tough, this is tough to kind of discern. Yeah. Like whether this is good or bad, or if it just sounds bad, or if it is as bad as it sounds. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Cause I don't yeah, know it sounds like. disturbing. Somebody said it's not I'm Amazon sidewalk. It's Amazon Skynet. And I agree. That's what it sounds like. 
And it's all their devices that instantly communicate with each other and are sharing bandwidth. Like, I don't like that, man. Yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, like why are you sharing bandwidth? What is what is your what's the real thing? Like we were just talking about with the the uh pop culture, it's disingenuous. The real thing is probably uh social engineering. So, like, what is your real end game? Yeah, it's always it's always presented as a uh like a positive, like it's a convenience. This is this way you can use this device and blah 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 blah. But then, like, what's the other side that we're not seeing? Yeah. Yeah. That's the question. That's the question we'll know. It's more spying, much more spying. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, real quick before we go, chat. do you guys do a lot of the the, the Amazon and the Echo and even the um, whatever, any of the personal assistants, even Siri? Do you use Siri a lot? Because a lot of that, those assistants freak me out. All of it. Sorry, I was just reading Eric D with a C's chat. I'm kind of... Right says uh my daughter didn't want to share her location with me so the government can know where you are but not me guess who's paying for their cell phone next month <laughs> that's uh, a dare i say based way of handling it like yes you're paying the cell phone bill that's just how it goes yeah that's how it goes i mean look and i do think you know at some point you do need to be kind of based with your kids so that they, they understand consequences and they understand yeah. the challenges but i don't have any kids so that's all just projection of what i think parenting is yeah 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 it's i'm <laughs> sure it's a lot harder than that i'm sure it is i'm sure it is um uh the isenton girl says poof none of them i turned cortana off of my newer laptop because i don't want to be friends creepy as fuck yeah cortana always trying to, like who has ever used cortana that's the windows thing yeah i don't know it, i just turned off siri today because I was reading that it creeped me out. And then I was I was searching bounding into comics and it says Siri's suggestion is I was like, oh God, Siri is just listening to me when I say bounding into comics. And it's like, oh, <laughs> he might go to that website. It's like, stop spying on me. Get yeah. out of my shit. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh New Bomb Turk says, No Amazon products in my house. I do not have an Amazon account at all. Oh, wow. You're you're, uh, you're braver than the rest of us. I wish I could get that way. I respect you, but Amazon's too convenient for me. Yeah, Maybe I wish I, I could get off Amazon and Walmart. They're so evil, but it's like, God damn it. I mean, it's just too convenient. It's so convenient. They've kind of won, and that's... Then the, so I think uh Dildo just said that. That's how they get you. It's through convenience. Eric K says, Siri is always listening, and your camera is always on. Ugh, I hate yep. that. So uncomfortable. Yes, I oh, well, I hate to leave you guys with that, but I gotta get going. <laughs> Enjoy being spied on by your government and the state-ran corporations. I know, and they, uh, they have this phone that I, I, you know, can't get rid of. I, I just, I'm like obsessed. Like, where is it? Oh, there it is. And like, it's my, it's my undoing. Um, all right. Well, that was a great show, my friend. Yeah. Sorry, I was Good a little time. late, but I, it was real fun. Really fun. Always good to have you, my friend. Always good to have you. And we, we have a possibility of two different guests. We're trying to hammer out scheduling. So yeah. we don't know who it's going to be. So we don't really want to announce it until we're sure that they're going to be here. So yeah. we're going to hold off on the guest announcement until uh, until we know. Um, but you know them and you like them. So it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was that was terrific. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Eric K, Snorter Poopers Q Burr, the Islington Girl, the Wake Down, uh uh Darius Munchhausen, Newbomb Turk, Mark D with a C. 
Did I say sentient dildo? Sentient dildo, I guess. Godzillionaire, Anthroparian, um, Robert. Robert. There were some Malibolius new people here too earlier. Falbalian Munchausen. What did you say? Oh, no. A foul. What was it? It's something like Falius Ballchausen or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, the, the Ginger Ninja is here. Ironcaster. Uh, Man of War 665, Neighbor of the Beast. Thank you guys so very much. This was a wonderful show. Thanks for hanging out. Um, and uh, yeah, next week, hopefully you guys will like the guests. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, and this is this is definitely fun. I appreciate everybody showing up each week. The turnout is like, I feel like it's not just us, because this is like my highlight show of the week, but you guys are starting to turn out and it's starting to be your show, so I appreciate it. It's really fun. It's really cool. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Eric Tech. Uh, um, oh fuck! I forgot my brain stopped working there for a second. Oh well, whatever I was yeah. going to say, um, not important. Um, yeah. but you guys, out super. I started off bitch by saying I got a comment on an old stream I did, an old uh, expanse stream, and I was like, it was like from nine months ago. I'm like, let me see how I was doing back then, and I I checked it out, and I said in the beginning, I said. uh Hey guys, I'm up to 12, count them 12 subscribers. So hopefully we'll get the 13 by the end of the stream. And I was like, God damn, 12. Came a long 12. way, man. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's huge. So I was like, damn. That was, I mean, that's what it was. It's like that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great day. Peace. Later. Peace.